Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Take this job and shove it. I ain't worried. Sports Radio 929 the game, 929thegame.com. Mr. Crenshaw, it was 03, 2003, when we lost Mr. Johnny Paycheck and his and, and, and his hit that will always be remembered. Absolutely. There's one of those just one of them songs, and he yeah. wrote, and you know, everybody is this isn't it the, the biggest hits usually come from the simplest ideas yeah. and the simplest thoughts. And, and something that people can relate to. Absolutely. People could, could totally relate to that, too. <laughs> we are going to speak to a NASCAR driver. Full-blown, not there today, but he performed yesterday. We're going to talk to a LeVar Scott uh, and find out, A, any relation. You'll find out who we're talking about there if you don't know. But also, he is part of Rev Racing. And, Mr. Crush, I want to thank you for securing this guy. Hopefully, we'll get him on because yeah. a lot of craziness going down there in Daytona. He had a window to talk to us, and who knows what comes up? Have you, like only race they day? Only they're gonna throw him in a car or anything, but 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 no, uh, but just, but just commitments. He's, but yeah, he's, and absolutely, absolutely, and he had a successful run his first time at Daytona. It's probably some people want to get a hold of him there. So mm-hmm. it's, he has potential sponsors, all that type of thing. So well, we say yeah. to you as always, with the four hours that we're here at the top of the hour. Good morning, Georgia. Morning, and good morning to you folks in a place you mentioned earlier, Grayson. In Grayson. In Grayson. You yeah, folks in Grayson. That's going as far out 78 as you can go, just about, and, and just before you get to Loganville. And and they're right prepping now. for state tournament time, State right? tournament time is big for them. I mean, you know, people, and really they're one of those schools that are competitive in everything, you know, but, but I mean, people always think of them as football, but their right. basketball program is excellent as well. So look forward to seeing them do well in the state tournament here. So we're going to talk to LeVar, get you set for today's matchups, remind you that we've got uh, college basketball right here if you can't get in front of a TV, North Carolina at NC State. That uh, pregame is at uh, 1245, tip at 1, followed by Memphis at Houston. What we want to do, though, this segment, though, is, is we did this earlier in the show and we talked about what we saw yesterday because despite the way we come at this, Mr. Crenshaw comes at it one way. I'm like, I know there were days that their people just feel a certain way when the NFL season is over with. And I realize they got to take some time off. i got to do other things. But you still feel that way. we got Abe coming in who's going to be on next. I'm sure he felt that way. But we got to talking about the XFL and, and The Rock and his ex-wife Dana, who are partners in this, and put this together, got a great partnership with the TV network. And so afternoon game, evening game yesterday. I watched some of it. Still, I'm going to have to watch it a few more times to really get, you know, anticipating what, strategies they're using, things like that. But it was kind of cool to see for the first time. Got games today. Mm -hmm. So I don't have a strong opinion about it. 
But the guy who's coming in after us, <laughs> he does. And he was waiting to the point where he said something when we were going up there. I thought yeah. that Max played something that was cussing. It. And it wasn't. It was for He said it in my ear. So, listen, man, yeah. I don't want to take away from what you're going to talk about in your show, but Sam and I, I think when we talked, we were good with what we saw. We were cool with it. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and it, was, it was nice seeing. For, for, for what it is? Yeah, for what it is. And we still don't know, know what it is. Yeah. It, it's, it's for evolving. For what it is, so it's it fine with me. You had some opinions, like, right out of the chute. Well, yeah. I, look. For me, first off, the XFL is in a good position because it's partnered with the NFL. Like right. we understand right. that right. it's not what the USFL is in terms of being its own league. So they're going to be trying a lot of things, as you mentioned in your teaser, Greg. That the NFL is going to look at possibly adopting. Uh, and uh, I don't. I wasn't up early enough to hear all of what you discussed earlier, but what they're doing with the kickoff is something yeah. I, I think would would be a very serious look from the NFL. For those who haven't seen it and and what you're describing. Best way to just kind of really quick capsulize. The kicker's way back there taking his kickoff, but everyone else is on the other side of the field not able to run until the ball's caught. Until it's caught, right. So so it's going to change the way returns look. Um, we got to have we got to have returns. You're going to well, it's still going to be touchbacks. I mean, they're still just going to boot it out the back of the end zone. But in theory, if there were returns, yeah. it's going to be a safer situation. The gunners aren't rushing down the field. All that stuff. Uh, so, I mean, that's something they may look at because the NFL, as we know, has been trying to take the dangerous plays out of the game while still keeping the integrity of the game in terms of punts and kickoffs. So right. uh, that's something they may look at. The weird thing to me is always going to be that it's the same game with worse players and, like, rules that are never going to be adopted. Like, the NFL is never going to adopt a three-point conversion. No. It's just okay. not no. going to happen. No. And, and what you're doing is you're taking a, a two-possession game and making it a one-possession game. That totally changes the fabric of – you know how they have those coaches, those sheets? Yeah, the first 15 charts? plays. No, no, where, where they oh. tell you, here's when you go for two. Here's when you do this. Here's when you do that. Those charts are out the window. Okay. With the three-point conversion, a 21-point game I – mean, I mean, a 24-point game, a 25-point game – I mean, you're, you're dealing with all sorts of nonsense and numbers. You know, I look at this kind of like how we watch golf in that there's regular tournaments and then there's ones where they do the scramble or they they just use different ways to yeah, play the, the same the game. The one they do in Colorado, the international yeah, it, staple for scoring. Something so like that. while this is new and yeah. shiny and hasn't really settled into something that we can anticipate, okay, Super Bowl ended, you know, everything. Now we got this league that kind of plays football, but these are the rules. And I'm just hoping that five years, three years, whatever, down the road, three seasons, excuse me, that we come to embrace what they're doing while still giving us some semblance of football. But yeah, you're right. All of this stuff, a lot of this stuff, the semblance is not, of football things questionable. Well, like well it's, no, it, it might, it's 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 the game. It's the game, and I like the access of the game. You're hearing all kind of stuff in the back. I think that's fantastic. That stuff you don't get with the NFL, and so I think those are some things that are good. The NFL is not going to allow you to do that. But for watching this game, and what these guys have been keeping in the back of my mind, these dudes are trying to play their way into camp. I appreciate the fact that they're making that connection with the NFL. The play-by-play announcers are very careful to announce where this person played, where this person played. We heard the name of some former Falcons. We are, you know, So they're getting some familiarity with what you're doing. Because also, people are putting their money on this thing. You got odds and whatnot. <laughs> How do you bet on some, something you don't even know? Are you going to bet on somebody because you know the coach? Well, the coach ain't playing. You know what I mean? So, so, but, but it's out there, and sure, there are people betting money on it. 
You know, it's football. They're going to do it. But I'm just saying, for me, the things I watch for in it, I don't think it's a bad deal at all. And I was wrong. I thought they were playing all the games in one place. They are playing in the cities, Mm -hmm. small stadiums. That's actually a big deal to me. But they're not going for NFL venues. They're going for places that they can actually put people in. And plus, is attendance really a big deal for this? I mean, I think they have tennis. NFL backing and a TV deal. So yeah, the yeah. The, 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 that's gravy. That, that, that's gravy. You know what I mean? I, I actually thought that was a good point you brought up because the USFL a year ago played all their games in Birmingham, right? And and to me, that doesn't get the feel of what a league is supposed to be. It doesn't allow fans to adopt their teams, whether it's in large numbers or not. But yeah. a buddy of mine covers sports up in D.C. and they got the D.C. Defenders game tonight. Uh, at, at DC United Stadium at Audi Field, and, okay. and like there's a lot of energy going on up there tonight. What's that place seat? But uh, that, probably maybe twenty to thirty something yeah. like that. But the point is, what he's saying is there's going to be weather conditions in some cities but versus don't tell, others. Don't don't be like some you know. Las Vegas team playing in Birmingham. Like that, yeah. that, then you're not a Las Vegas. What, what, team. what are they doing? They doing that. But you know what though? That's what allows that league to continue. That league didn't have the investment. Uh, yeah, and so uh, it's this not a real does. league to me. So the, well, they got a league. They doing what they can to survive. And they got a different caliber player too. The, to me, this league has more players with NFL ties. You think you, you think more, XFL, the, the XFL has better quality yeah, players yeah. than to, to the me. USFL? To me, yeah. Okay. I also think to your point, and uh, by the way, Sam and Greg Sports Radio ninety two nine the game ninety two nine the game dot com joined by AP. We're talking XFL. I think that as we started talking about innovations, what may or may not be used because of the TV partnership. I think this is an opportunity for the network to use some technology that they may not. Wanted to attempt on an NFL game. Everything, and that's what will yeah. come from it. Everything so I, you see at the XFL, either from the broadcast perspective or from the in-game perspective, is being reviewed by one of the partners. Whether it's the NFL itself and what they're doing with the games and the rules and, and some of that things. Or, as you mentioned, it's it's the TV partners that are looking at the new technology. Right. I, Absolutely, 100%. That's where I think it, it's going to come from. Let me ask you, you, you're both of y'all something, you know, because we, we, we do have the officiating voice that comes in, and there's some people that we've, that, you know, that, that, that we've known from other NFL broadcasts. Let's go and check in and see what they have to say. As we are so critical about officiating, and that's the thing we all hop-jumped on Monday, you know, from the, from the Super Bowl, uh, the great game that was played, it always come down to jumping on the officials. How closely do we watch that? And because that's something else that's going on here. Is is the officiating? Do we do something to help those guys? Do we do something to make them less a less factor? I mean, do we watch for that when we watch? You know, these. You want to go first? I got one. Well, I mean, are you in terms of like going to Dean Blandino, who's in the <laughs> command center, like yeah. reviewing plays? That does nothing for me. I already yeah. know what he's doing, what he's looking for. Because the, the announcers on the NFL games and XFL games are doing a great job of telling me and using the reviews what they're looking for. Like, going in to hear him say the same thing that Greg Olson said does nothing for me. So, like, I, I get they're trying to give you a little bit more uh, inside viewing, but that, that really actually didn't do it a lot for me. I, I don't know if you feel differently. Well, there are those times when we are told one thing and then we find out that the people in New York have a different camera angle. Well, here's that's, the question. Yeah, that, that's yeah. my. That's to your point. That's the only time. But I feel like this is a, a non-starter right now to have any kind of concern over officiating. And here's why: the NFL rule books, while they add things yearly, has been around for nearly a hundred years. All right, or seventy-five, whatever it is. So you. The people in the game pretty much know what the rules are, with the exception, like I said, with every year if they add or tweak, whatever. This is the Wild West right now. 
Because not only do we wonder <laughs> what's going to happen with some of these plays or how they're going about doing it, I would imagine there's some officials that if they do so, – it's like last week with Peyton Manning. They went through all this rule stuff for that, that game they did, the the, 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 the Pro Bowl. And then, like, football, they, and then everybody yeah. supposedly were, okay, we're all on the same page. And then at the end of the game, something happened. And then everybody's like, all right, game over. And Peyton Manning came running out going, no, he took a that's knee, against which the is rule. a rushing play. And you couldn't, you couldn't but my point, that. I think that there are still rules that are either in place, been talked about, uh, or should be in place that the XFL is still working through. So as we sit and wonder about that, how could we wave our finger at officiating? Because I think they're learning too. I, I think there's so many judgment calls that can be or can't be called on every single play that it, you're never going to have a perfect answer to that. But but let me ask you this. So they go inside to the command center and they, they show Dean Blandino talking through with the official yeah. and breaking stuff down. Okay. That was on a call we all agreed on. What happens when there's a call that there's a mass disagreement between what they see and what the fans see? It, it's not like the fans are going to automatically come to the side of the rest and says, oh, Dean Blandino said this and this is what he saw, and I now I guess I agree with him. No, they're still going to say the refs don't know what a catch is, the refs don't know what holding is, the refs don't know. Like I mean, so all that inside, you know, taking it, uh, it's uh, not going to uh, change how people view whether it calls right or wrong. Yeah, I think more or less it's, it's, that's like a comfort it's a voice that we're familiar with. It's someone that we've seen and heard before. And I think, once again, it's familiarity with this. With this, thing. They want to establish some familiarity with some people that we've heard, some names. When they can, Like I said, here's this person. Well, he was a second-round pick. Don't you remember? Here's this person. He was a first-round pick. They just want to get you familiar with the people who are playing. Uh, some folks, uh, you hear some names that you're comfortable with. And I think they have, like I said, more. You should of recognize that. most of the quarterbacks, yeah, right, right. for sure. But you should. You Vic should. Beasley was out there. Yep. You know what I mean. So Did he you, get a quarterback yesterday. No, no, no. Well, the other thing to your point is, who are they trying to get? Who's this league going after? Because you got the football fans. It's like golf right now with Tiger Plan. Well, Do again, well, yeah, again, you want to bring some. You want to bring some. It's not the NFL. It can't be the NFL. Exactly. I mean, so yeah, you want to so bring I'm, some other people who don't who aren't as stringent and locked in. As the I'm, football fans. But my point is to what you asked. Um, oh, jeez, I forgot. The, what? was the officiating. Abe's, you know, the initial part of his question when he, when he first started. I had a great what, answer. the rule changes? The, the three-point conversion? No, 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 not that. I'm still on it. <laughs> By the way, no, was no, the no, Rocket both that. games yesterday? Sorry? Was the Rocket both games yesterday? No. He no. did interviews at both games. I couldn't tell if it was recorded or not. Did he just, like... He's gonna be. It's gonna be an all four games this weekend. He's got, his, jet he's, got a, he's got his own bat copter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got to go from he's San Antonio to DC he's, today. He's, so I'm keeping my eye on it. He's Black Adam. Remember that. <laughs> he can, he can <laughs> right over there. Oh, anyway, I forgot my question to you, but you're not done. We're gonna. <laughs> hey, he's coming up 45 minutes. He'll be back all over this. There was a point he was making, and it just like right out of my mm-hmm. mind. Oh, okay. I hate when that happens. All right. I'm getting old. We're going to talk NASCAR <laughs> up next good. year. I appreciate it, man. We'll get you in our last segment because we're going to talk more about this and what you got coming up in your show. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. It's Sam and Greg. This last hour's been. been I, it, what's a good word? Frothy. Frothy? <laughs> like, Frothy? Like, yeah, like the, the stuff is overrunning the top of the glass. It's, it's been like, you know, when you pour a bunch of. 
soda over a whole full glass of ice, yeah. it's going to bubble over. Abe comes in here, man, and, and, and sets the place on fire. There you go. Yeah, and he's coming back, too. First he's cussing <laughs> in my ear, then he got football opinions, XFL. But we have a special guest right now. Very special guest. Would you guest. welcome our guest? Because this guy just stepped out of a car yesterday. Little, oh, yesterday. Uh, yeah, it's his first drive at Daytona. And uh, a fourth-place finish from Rev Racing, and we are happy to have uh, LeVar Scott join yes. us uh, here in Atlanta on the WaitForIt.com hotline. Welcome to Sports Radio 92.9 The Game in Atlanta. Morning. Well, good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you guys so much for having me. Oh, absolutely. Can we start off with the first important question that we've had this morning, LeVar? We want to know, because we talked NASCAR quite a bit here, and so we saw the last, your last name, and we wanted to know, is there any relation to Wendell Scott? No, I haven't actually done any, um, done any research on that or done any type of testing this too, but as of now, as far as I don't think so, but um, I haven't done nothing to really prove it. But I don't think so. <laughs> okay. I don't think so. Yeah, we had to get you past have, that. Yeah, she has to meet some of the family? Yes, uh, I talked I talk to well with the family the other time. Um, uh, a beautiful, beautiful, nice family. Help out with anything I need. Um, uh, helping our former teammate, Roger Cruz, in the Chuck Series right now currently, so um they're still here. They're still helping, helping the people trying to come up. So awesome for them. I'm happy to have him around. We're talking with LeVar Scott, and he is on Twitter. He is social. You can find him on Twitter at LeVar Scott, L-A-V-A-R-S-C-O-T-T. How does a brother from Jersey end up down south driving NASCAR? I'm going to let you go and tell us how the heck you end up down here doing this. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that happened um, my mother was a drag racer, my grandpa drag racer, my whole family kind of had their head to feet in drag racing a little bit. But um, that, w- that was my original goal, was to start drag racing at some point. But at that time, you had to be eight years old to start. And I was five, and I wanted to start racing at that time. So uh, I started doing dirt quarter midgets in our Delaware. And that- that's where it all started. Just uh, doing a quarter midget in Delaware. So you know, the ranks in the dirt world. I, I bought a backfish print, got into the metal world, and did those for a long, long time. And then in 2020, I got the opportunity to be a part of Red Race and NASCAR Draft University, and it's been a great ride ever since. Uh, LeVar, I tell you what, we want to hear you clearly, and we're going to uh, disconnect and try and call you back here because we're, yeah. having a, we're having kind of a bad signal with you right now, and we really want to hear your story and, and have you come on here and, and sound wonderful. So we're going to you know, disconnect from you. Our producer is going to reach back out to you and see if we can work on some things and, and get you sounding better because we yeah. want to hear this story. Yeah. Especially. Especially the way you put it, you know. How you end up down here from Jersey? How you end up down here from Jersey, man? <laughs> down here racing. And he's, he's racing in the Arca Menards series, and that's the series that he's racing in. They drove with Daytona yesterday. They drove to a fourth-place finish in the Arca series race uh, that was yesterday down at Daytona. And uh, he's around the track today. He's going to be coming to Atlanta for the race here next month. And we look forward to getting a chance to see him in person. I think we, we got, got him back. We got you back. We'll see if we get – sounds better. Yes. Give us a check one two one two three. Check one two. Check one two. Oh, oh that's that, 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 that sounds wonderful. Oh, we hear you so much better. All right, uh, have him respond to your question again. Uh, no, not... I want to ask him about, about being on the track at Daytona. <laughs> You're there at Daytona, and and, and and it's a big place. Thoughts about driving and racing there for the first time? And did you have a checklist before you went out there? What are some things you were looking for? Yeah, I mean, honestly, not, there was no checklist. The main goal and the agenda today was just to. Learn and improve and bring home a clean car, and that's what we did. But also, with that we got a top five finish out of it. So, um, Team Chevy and Rev Racing and Max Siegel brought, brought me a great, great car and um, gave me the person around me that to, to teach me to help me do the job that we was able to do yesterday. I had a 
great spotter, Tyler Green. He's actually spotting Sandy Cup Series too. Had my crew chief Jamie Jones and Lupo, and I had there's everybody around me to, to go out there and do my job and, and perform that on that big of a stage, and I'm glad we got to do that. Lavar Scott joining Sam and Greg Sports Radio 929 the game 929thegame.com. Other than the obvious winning, do you have a goal to reach by the end of this season? Someplace to be? Yeah. Well, I think where I'm at in life right now, just how 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 much I'm moving up in the ranks and how much different and more experienced these guys are that I'm racing against and how much harder the competition will be is just to honestly improve and, and adapt myself. Um the program I'm in now is a driver development program so that's that's the main goal is just always develop as a driver and learn different things and with that I, I obviously want to get some wins and, and and have that have that statistics throughout the years is winning a lot. But uh you know there's a lot of hard competition to do that and I'm I'm very fortunate to be in this position where I can go out there and have the time to learn and develop. Okay, Lavar, this is where you change the trajectory of somebody's life who's listening to you right now. How did you get into that developmental School, did you call it, where you got started. Where did, well, yeah, how, so, how does somebody listening right now take the path that you take and go, I want to race? What's step one, yep. step two, step three? Well, so in 2019, 2018, I was going to say, in 2017, I started really looking at air racing. And air racing is, uh, is a, it's ran through with NASCAR drive diversities to bring minorities, minorities inside, inside the sport, whether it be black, female, Latinos, experience, anything, just anything minority inside the sport. So, um, what they were doing at the time was great. They had Chase Cabry and a few other really good drivers I was always fans of. So seeing them, I always wanted to find a way how to get into the program. So at that time, I started really doing research and what was the best option. And I did a driver driver development thing, and I got into a combine with him in 2019. And I did two combines within that year. And then the year of 2020 was my first year on the team through the 2019 combine. So um, I would say if you're not racing right now, the only thing I would say is just find the best way to, to get some results and find how to do racecraft, whether that be go to the go-kart track. I know my home team, Roger, he, he started off doing our racing. So um, you have do what you have to do to get your name out there to rev racing and, and be a part of that driver combine. And uh, from there, you just got to perform at the combine pretty good. We're on the, on the awaitfor.com hotline with LeVar Scott. He is at Daytona. He's driving in the Arkham Menard series. He mentioned Roger Carruth, who's now in the – uh, truck series, and he's currently a student at Winston-Salem State. This man's 19 years old, folks, and he's out there uh, making strides and, and moving up progressively uh, through the rev racing uh, program, which, which is uh, quite quite remarkable. It's just crazy. What's wrong? It's crazy that this man is running at Daytona, yet he can't go out and rent a car. What? He's 19. <laughs> they won't, they, he can't go out and rent a car, but he can drive a Daytona. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're talking about different ways of getting in, be it go-karts or, or iRacing, as we talk, you know, as something that we suddenly do. But but thoughts about that and, and the fact that uh, NASCAR is welcoming and being inclusive on the versus in the drivers. Uh, we've had uh, Coach Bill Horton on with us a number of times, and, of course, yeah, he's recruiting crew members and whatnot. They're part of Rev Racing as well. Thoughts about being on the cutting edge of something that's, that, that is so different for a sport and kind of changing the look, potentially, of the sport. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, I know these past two or three years, the strides that NASCAR has made and Joffrey Versa has made to, to make them more inclusive have been really, like, remarkable. I mean, look at 2020. Double Wallace got the, got the flag to be taken down in Tarvega. That's something you would never even thought about five years ago. So I think what NASCAR is doing and, and, and strides it has made it has been really, really, really opening. And that's not not even for the African American culture 
for everybody. It, it, it's really it's something I'm really happy to be, be, be around this time and be, be a small part of it. Um, I'm trying to do my part and succeed on track and, and show the world that we, we, are, we, are, we are meant to be here and we are supposed to be here. But um, just, uh, I'm just a really, really, I'm a small, small part of the, the bigger picture here. And um, I can't think enough what they're doing for us. LeVar, I've been reading a little something about you. you you're the equivalent of, of a gym rat. It's what someone said, you know, the, you know, someone who's a gym rat, like a basketball player, gym, they're always around, yes. they're, they're watching, they're soaking up knowledge, they're asking questions. They're saying you're that guy around the garage. Is that what you do? You're sitting around like soaking up stuff from everybody? I'll try. It's really the only way to learn and be better at the sport. I don't, it's, it's so hard. So people don't realize how, how much goes into to wanting to succeed in the sport. Like you have to, live it you have to be around it you have to know what you're talking about to get you back to the crew chief there's it's 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 a craft like if it's if you're a basketball player you can't go two weeks without taking taking shots and, and putting buckets up because you're just you're gonna you're gonna be rusty it's the same reason the same way you have to always be able to stay on track and, and, and improve and find different things learn about air drafting there's so many different things you need to be good at in the sport so um, kind of have to be around the garage all the time and talk to the the veteran drivers and get knowledge from them. Okay, you driving around. I hope you're not. Are you are you driving while you're talking to us, man? He's in order. breakfast. You sound like you're driving while you're talking to us. You all right? No, no, I'm I'm on the balcony. Just calling her. I'm still in Daytona. That's <laughs> fantastic. All right, I want to ask you. You've been there. Uh, you've been watching the racing. You participated in. Who are we watching today? And who do you think has a good chance to to win the race there today? Uh, honestly, Bubba Wallace has been really, really, really good in these type of tracks. I don't, I don't know what he, what he does, how much knowledge that man has, but he's always up front on these type of tracks. I mean, that's where he won his first race at was Talladega, which was a super speed break. So I'm definitely going to watch after him. And uh, Kyle Larson, too, he, he's always fast like where he goes, so definitely him, too. All right. Yeah. Well, we're going to keep an eye on this dude. And, you know, hopefully he lands oh. with the team. We're going to move. What, what do they say about college players? We're looking for to see you racing on Sundays. Yeah, absolutely. Now, now, <laughs> now, now, now you coming to Atlanta? You coming to Atlanta? Yes. Yes, I'll be in Atlanta. So you'll be here 17th through the 19th that weekend? Yes. Ooh. Now, you guys, right. you guys racing? No, I'm not racing. I just want to go watch and try to learn some stuff. Oh, there he is once again, man. Yeah. If you're in the car, he's going to be around the He'll garage, around hanging around. Here going to Waffle House and going to get the lemon pepper wings yeah, and Luke Williams. You're going to send him. You're going to see. We're not going to send him for the lemon pepper <laughs> Why wings. Not? Well, uh, Why? He's 19 years he's 19 old. 19 man. years old. He can't go for the lemon oh, pepper. Well, that's true. Wing. That's right. You can't rent a car. And you can't go in there. You can't I'm go. Sorry, you can't go in the lemon pepper <laughs> wing place. We're going to get a six flags. We, we'll let you go. To, we'll let you go to Waffle House and we're going to get you some a scatter covered. Levar, congratulations, man. So far, there you go. Congratulations, and we look forward. Do I having you here in town and much success on on your um, on your journey and your career? Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Just thank you for having me too. All As right, always, thanks so much man. for the time. Uh, and we apologize for the connections. There's uh, Lavar Scott, uh, no relation to Wendell Scott. No, Wendell Scott with Rev Racing, and uh, he's what's next. Yeah, I always want to just be. I want to be around people and, and things that are what's next. And he is what's next. Yeah, you can't complain about what's coming up around the pike there. You got to just embrace it and ride out the wave, man, because you never know. You just never, never know. Mm. I mentioned that we got basketball action here at the station. Today. Do we? We got, we got, what time? We got, we got Blue Bloods playing. Okay. We got North Carolina versus NC State. We talked about that earlier. NC yeah. State, NC State's football stadium. Where they played hockey last night. Which is where they played hockey but last night. But they're going to play basketball in the arena where they, where they, 
hockey team usually plays. Yes, and that uh, pregame starts at 12.45, tip-off at 1 o'clock, followed by uh, Penny Hardaway and his Memphis – what are those things? What are those guys? Tigers. 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 Uh, at Houston. Okay. We got that for you. And, whew, I mean, this week – we got stuff going on for you. We pick up the Hawks of Cleveland next week. So it's just, listen, if you can't get in front of the TV and there's a big game going on, you tune in right here, and we got you covered. We are going to get you set for uh, a day of sports, and I mean yesterday, short of curling. And and actually, I think there was some – I watched some ski some some ski racing yesterday. and big jolum, uh, giant slalom, slalom stuff going on. Where, so where it was that? it was on one of those – it was like early on in the afternoon. Pre, you know, going on in Europe, you know, and then we're the opening act for something that was coming in and starting at two or three in the afternoon. But we're going to bring Abe back in here. Yeah. <laughs> we got get him. We, we got to finish our thoughts with the XFL and some other stuff that's going on here. It is Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929 com. You can take us with you on the audio. At Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. Sam and Greg, we are going to turn things. You know what I almost did earlier, Sam? What was that? I almost called Abe the wrong name. Why'd you do that? Because his 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 last name is similar to somebody from my youth growing up. Okay. And it was Abe Gibron, who used to be the coach of the Chicago, Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears, yeah. I was going to say, am I, is it a promotion or no, a it's, demotion well, on this? You'd be the coach of the Bears, and you'd be in the, and by the way, you'd be in the movie Brian song. He's in that. He's actually a coach in that movie. But really? Abe, yeah, Abe Gibron. But it's Abe Gibson, and he is in here. Uh, joining Sam and Greg here. We are just putting a wrap on a long show. One of the things I did mention that I heard, one of the funniest things from last night's NBA All-Star Weekend, the slam dunk contest, when they were praising uh, Matt McClung, I want to say his name right, and and talking about what he had done and, and the dunks that he brought to this. And, I mean, they were just going over the top. You heard all that. And somebody said, excuse me, we're getting a call, getting a call from John Morant saying, excuse me, hold my beer. I'll be right back. <laughs> as soon as he gets involved in this, we got a whole other episode of Oprah. Listen, Abe, we started talking about XFL when you were in here, top of the hour. And we are wrapping up as we, you know, we got a couple games today. But there was a point that you were making about the innovations that, whether it's the XFL or USFL, they, though, have a connection with the NFL. So anything that they do that's kind of interesting, it looks at work. Um, on that level, we'll probably make it to the NFL before something from the USFL, if I said that properly. At least directly acknowledged, right? right? I mean, they may still steal stuff from the USFL if there's anything to steal, but I think they will directly acknowledge, hey, we tried this out in the XFL. It seemed to work, and they'll throw out some advanced statistics. There were 18% less injuries on kickoffs or more per whatever it is. and So they'll, they'll directly take it with, with acknowledgement if it's an XFL's thing. Do you – if, so if they were going to take something, we don't know what it is, but if they were going to take something, would you rather it be something of how they cover the game, meaning TV-wise, doing something officiating-wise, or with the actual play on the field, like how they do kickoffs, something like that? So another, I, I would like them to take it, take something from it technology-wise, something the way they cover the game, because I think that's the first thing that we're going to see that's going to be different because it's easiest to implement. Because 90% of the people, not everybody's got tickets to a Falcons game or an NFL game, period. So they watch it at home. They watch it on the big screen. We're seeing things because of the clarity of, 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 of 4K TVs right now. So I want them to do whatever it is that's coming up next. So my home watching, my viewing experience is, is heightened. 
Yeah, it's interesting you ask that. I'm not sure the NFL has control of what what jumps from the broadcast aspect. But they put the relationships together, and they and yeah, they, and they talk that's, about that's the TV network trying its own thing out in, in terms of the broadcast and technology being used. The NFL kind of accepts it, uh, I guess, depending on what it is. But I, I mean, to me, and the officiating, by the way, is not changing. Like, there's nothing they're doing with officiating that's going to make a difference. Last point on it, but what Sam was talking about was he was enjoying hearing the conversations, the mic'd up players, the mic'd up coaches. We do get that to some extent now, but not what we heard from the XFL games from yesterday. So, again, there are ways that the NFL can okay. Okay, the NFL Network says, we want to shoot this, this, and this. Well, they just can't shoot it. They're going to have to get some permissions. Or they're going to yeah, have to get it okay. Think- and that's where the connection with the, with the league comes in. And that's what I was really going for. Yeah, we've seen that happen in some other sports, uh, specifically like Sunday Night Baseball, where they've started to mic guys up in-game. And I think that's interesting. I think the NFL is a little – I mean, baseball's – you got downtime, right? Uh, So you're not having your conversation as the pitch is coming in for the most part. Uh, except for Mookie Betts out there, a couple yeah. spring training. Yeah, that, that, oh, right? this one's over my head, boys. <laughs> yeah. uh, with yeah, the exception right? of that, it's a lot of downtime. The NFL, I think, would be very difficult to get a conversation between the broadcaster and and a player in the moment. And we, we actually, I don't know who watched the uh, Rising Stars game. We actually had that uh, with Jose Alvarado, Georgia Tech's own. Right. I'll get into that during my show. Uh, I think, he he's, a, a I think he's, star, he, he's had a great weekend. Absolutely, he's a, he's absolutely. Weekend. But... I don't know if that makes sense in the NFL. Also, the guys you want to hear from, Greg, they're not doing that. You, I want to hear from Jamar Chase in the moment. Well, I was thinking more of, okay, so let's say it's not the players because emotions and the and the, the language that's used in the end. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So let's say there was a situation where they agreed to do it and they went to, like, Dean Pease afterwards. Why would you, why'd you make that call? Why would you do this? So instead of maybe the players, now, and you're not going to get the head now coach. you know Dean Pease well enough okay. to know. I, I'm, I'm how's using that conversation going to go? <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. I'm using an example. If he blitzes and they don't get there, how do you think that conversation is going to go? Well, let's just scrap this whole idea. Well, no, so I actually <laughs> like the idea of the guys being mic'd up. And we, we this is what we do see with NFL films, right? You get these great post, post-game production pieces. Not, not that day necessarily, but uh, over the course of the next week, you'll see things being tweeted out. Uh, or shared on on one of the NFL Network shows these in depth discussions. We we just saw one with Mahomes right yesterday, mm-hmm. where that video came out of NFL Films and the audio of Mahomes mic'd up right after he turned his ankle in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I hadn't seen that. Now I don't know if there's a way to get that to the broadcast booth in the moment. You know, coming out of halftime, can you have that audio and that video ready in the Super Bowl? I don't know if that's possible, but the fact that we have it, you know, within a couple of days later. Like, that's great content, but mm-hmm. I, I actually, to your point, I, I don't need that to be a conversation between the broadcasters and the players. I just want that audio immediately. I don't want the Mahomes audio four days later, five yeah. days later, after yeah. the parade. I want the Mahomes audio coming out of halftime of him saying, oh, it's real bad, and then him saying, it's loosened up, it's feeling better, I'm good. Like, I want that in the moment. So I, I don't know. How many play? And it's a Super Bowl. Obviously, almost everyone's mic'd up because of that. So, 
It's a little different. You can get it, and, and you can still get it somewhat quickly because you can just hit the edit there. You get, you have a few minutes, just like we hit the dump button when somebody says something. So if it's something relevant, like you said, well, I don't know and, what the contracts are in terms of well, that's them the being other thing. Able to get and it out. This is where the, yeah. you said it was all the TV networks, and I'm saying things like this. Now that we talk it through, you can see where there's got to be a connection with the league and the and the the uh, network partners, especially if they're going to come up with something new. Because it's uncharted territory, and you know them folks over there, as much as they count their money, they're not going to do anything that's going to lose it uh, or, or put them in a position to lose it. So they're going to have conversations. But I just think that everybody believes that whatever they're doing, they need to plan for what's next. And that's what this, uh, to me, that's what this is all about. And, and that, that's the part that excites me about it. It's, you know, I'm not looking for NFL caliber quality. I'm not looking for that. And, and, that's, and, they're, and they're not promoting that. In the XFL in the past, Tried to promote you. Vince McMahon got out and they tried to sell you, said that it was going to be better than NFL. You know what I mean? It was. It was minor league football right. with some skits. Now, I want to see if there's going to be some entertainment in it as well because XFL has some entertainment. Right. I mean, you got, you know, does The Rock bring some friends over from wrestling? One of the best things I remember seeing from the old XFL, other than the fact that they would, you know, bounce the ball in the middle of the field to start the games and the, the nicknames on the back of the jerseys, was there was a halftime segment where they were obviously in a shower. They were in a shower. And the cheerleaders for whatever team, I think, L.A., and you saw the steam coming out and you saw the legs below the, 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 the curtain line. And they get down to the end and out pops Rodney Dangerfield. That was funny. And I thought, I, 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 why did we not see more of that? You know, to me, that, that's a cool thing to do if you're going to have some entertainment injected along with the game. He's not on the field. He's not interfering with the game. There's something that goes along with it. Never saw that again. Well, listen, you've got a guy who's running this league who is in show business. So I would imagine giving the – listen, get the product first taken care of. Yeah. Then you bring yeah. in the bells and whistles. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, you're – to that point, I absolutely believe there will be something. I don't know what, but in – in the history of everything, as we like to say. I think the on-the-field stuff comes over first. I really do. Yeah. I think it's easier to have, like, a proof of success or, or, or uh, you know, that it works before you get to, to the technological stuff. I, I would not be surprised. I don't know if they do it this year. They, maybe they want a little bit longer lifespan for proof. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised, especially the kickoff thing yeah. is adopted very quickly. Yeah. If not this year, maybe next year. I'd be shocked if it wasn't. I'm looking forward to seeing that, seeing the difference with that. Uh, all right, listen, we're going to turn things over to you. I know that I don't want to get out of here before there was some things that you wanted to mention. Nothing really? I can think of. All right, then. Hang on a second. Do it. Max is he's being tentative. He's, he's, he needs to be assertive and just do it. Shout some of the small stories we may have missed with Sam and Greg. You ain't got to leave, Abe. I just got to get rid of this stuff here. Me, full of insignificant information, stuff from this day. I mentioned Edison. I got that out of the way. Oh, did you know there was an Enigma breakout? You ever heard of that before? Yes. I had never heard of that before. There was what is called an Enigma breakout. It happened on this day, 1884, Sam. 66-0 tornadoes ripped through this country. On this one day, man, and the states of Mississippi, Alabama, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky, Indiana killed nearly a thousand people. Thus, the name, as they put it, that's why they call it Enigma. But this happened. It was an event, the Enigma outbreak. It happened on this day, 1884. The uh, first U.S. teachers strike. Ooh. Both our parents, our mothers were teachers. Yeah. Yeah, I remember my mother going out in Chicago. But yeah, 1968, the first U.S. teacher strike happened 
Where do you think this was? And it ain't in the place you'd think it would be. Give me the state. I would have said know. New York. I would have said Illinois first, right? Okay. Florida. Florida. They ain't got no unions in Florida back then, right? Don't As think Matt so. Matt shakes his head there. <laughs> a proud Orlandian. Uh, talked about George Harrison on this day. Yes. Got sued. By who? Well, the guy who wrote the song, He's So Fine. Because they thought Harrison, when he wrote My Sweet Lord, ripped him off. It was a big plagiarism thing. Mm. Then he came out with another song that went to number one. Is about this song. It's not, you know, talked about basically, I wrote this one. And uh, it was crazy. Birthdays on this day. Are you ready for this? A person who was never written by Kyrie Irving. Copernicus. This would have been Copernicus's birthday. Okay. Right? And if you don't know who I'm talking about, A, look it up. But basically, he's the one who told us all, the world is, we're, we're circling the sun. It ain't the other way around. We're not the center of the universe, ladies and gentlemen. I hate to tell you that. Um, Eddie Acaro, this is his birthday today. Okay. Um, Lee Marvin. Oh, man. Would have been Lee Marvin's birthday today. Wow. Here's the trivia question. I'll ask either of you guys. Lee Marvin's brother. Mm. And he is as famous as Lee Marvin. Marvin the Martian. Nope. Oh. But that's good. Well, no, he wouldn't have the same name. Unless you're parents of George Foreman and his wife. Well, little known Marvin the Martian fact, his real name is Marvin Marvin. Okay, again. That's not true. That's not true. I just made that up. <laughs> see, see. He sucked me in there for a minute. He had me. He up. did. He had you. you yeah, you, real you don't years, know. Real who, years. Real years. Do you not know who, who Lee Marvin's brother is? No. I didn't know this either. I found this out and I went, wait a minute, they look just alike. I never thought. James Colburn. Okay. Look, that, that's I could say that. I could say In like that. Flint. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dirty. No, it wasn't no, dirty. No, he was no. a great our, escape. Our man Flint. Our, no, he did both, both of them. In like Flint and our man Flint. Okay. Yeah, they were. One of the most unsung actors in this country, 68 years old today. Happy birthday, Jeff Daniels. Okay. Pride of the Mitten State. <laughs> 60 years old today. Seal. Really? Yes. Man. Married to supermodel still? Or are they not married anymore? Well, I don't know. Heidi Klum? Heidi Klum? Heidi Klum? Yeah. I don't, I don't know if they are or not. I don't know, but you know. They when, were. You, when you mention Heidi Klum. Um, we mentioned Djokovic earlier. He's 28 today. And Millie Bobby Brown. Okay. Remember what you were doing when you were 19? You want to relive 19 again? Any of you guys? Well, he's waiting to get there, Max. I ask you honestly, <laughs> would you want to relive 19 years old? Abe? That was freshman in college. Yeah. Well, do you want to relive the year you were 19? Yeah, freshman in college was a great year. Okay, yeah. well, not everybody. I'm just saying yeah. it's a different experience for no, everybody. No, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. Yeah, we do that. Okay, how about you? 19? Might, might hurt myself, but, but yeah. <laughs> But, yeah, okay. but, but, Max, yeah. Max is only but about it's 40. It's your 19-year-old body. Yeah, 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 you get all that you stuff. Know. There you go. And you get the music that was – Max, our producer, first of all, come on in here, buddy, because you – again. I'm here, I'm here. The second day with us. And, and He's living a, 19 right now. He's still 19. <laughs> he can't run a car either. Actually, I hit a milestone now. I can. It's official. It's his birthday today. Is it today? No, oh, no, February 3rd. I like the effort oh, that's right, when that's I'm right. 25 now, so I can rent a car. No, it's 26. I thought it was 26. Really? Oh. Really? Certain co- I thought it was 26. And why they chose that number? Siri I don't has know. all the answers. Maybe it was Illinois it was 26, but I thought it was 26. They might have lowered it to 25. But anyway, uh, yeah, Millie Bob- Bobby Brown from Stranger Things. My Christmas present to my wife yep. this year. One of them. One of them? Yeah. And oh. so we're waiting to get her. 25. Oh. It is 25? Yes, sir. Okay. Big milestone. Now I have nothing to look forward to, right? (laughs) (laughs) It's all downhill. All downhill. It's uh, all downhill. Numbers don't matter now until retirement age. There you go. There you go. And and people we lost mentioned earlier, Johnny Paycheck, on this day we lost Bon Scott. If you're not an ACDC fan, you don't know who I'm talking about. Um, I used to wear his product, Carl Lagerfeld. 
Oh. Passed on this day. And um, one of the all-time greats, Don Newcomb. Don lost the bone this day. Yeah. Anyway, beside you railing against the XFL. Yeah, what, what else, you got? What, what else you got, you got coming, coming up, up baby? Yeah, we'll get into some more XFL. Uh, NBA All-Star Weekend, NBA All-Star Saturday night. Uh, some opportunities presented last night that I assume the NBA will just entirely miss out on. Congratulations to them. Why, why then, you say it like that? Well, I You're just don't out. trust the league to wake up and realize its own possibilities. Uh, okay. And then uh, Daytona. Why Daytona is so special to me and why it tops a list uh, that I'll have to break down. There's a list I have. I'll get some input, but okay. uh, we'll see if it, uh, it tops my list. All right. All right. I know he's got an opinion about this since we have an extra minute real quick. Go ahead. Travis Kelsey's going to host Saturday Night Live. You cool with yeah, that? Yeah, good luck to him. I, I, I've i only seen one gear from him. Really? So we'll, we'll see just how that goes. Hmm. Well, are you surprised by some of the other athletes who you've seen host Saturday Night Live in the past? Like, who steps out immediately? Pey- Peyton was great yeah, because we had never really seen that comedic aspect of him publicly. Yeah. Right? Now, there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes. People talk about pranks, all that stuff. Greg Maddox is, by the way, like one of those guys. People don't think of him as yeah. a jokester. He's prankster, sneaky. But he's, he's very he's yeah. sneaky that way, but, man. So, Kelsey, he's only shown me one gear. So, we'll he's see. On a, he's a comedic gear. So, like, I get that. But yeah. He's done the romantic thing. Remember, he was on that Bachelor show for a minute. People forget about that. He I, did I that. I, I know. They shoved it in my face. Exactly That's all I the Bachelor, so Yeah, I, I no, they, they put that out know. there that he was on this show. So, I never saw it either. I don't know. He had a different haircut. Didn't look like a football player. All right, Abe Abe Gibson is in here next. Mr. Crenshaw? Yep. uh, We're going to be back tomorrow morning. Yep. Believe it or not, on President's Day. Yep. Uh, Speaking of Presidents, we've got no more updates on President Carter. Otherwise, we obviously would have said something. But uh, we'll be in tomorrow morning for uh, the morning show and back next week. Yeah. Max will be here, too. You're getting up tomorrow on President's Day, right? Yes, I will be. Bright and early. For the rest of you, have yourself a great day and rest of your weekend. Thank you for letting us be a part of of your Sunday mornings. It's Sam and Greg. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929TheGame.com. And yep, take us with you on the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.